Welcome to the Reading Aloud podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us and a baby. <laughs> Enjoy. So, how are you showing up to this space today, babe? Um, I am tired. I am a little sad. I am hanging by a thread a Aww. little bit today. Aww. So, is it that's where of, I'm at. Yeah. Is it one of those things of just like, you know how sometimes you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed kind of hang by a thread or just like, oh, I see you, babe. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, uh, just comes in waves. I think, um, you know, a lot of it's about my mom, um, not feeling super jazzed about things um and just trying to i don't know i feel like i i had a couple days there where mm. i was kind of i don't know i it, it's ride the roller coaster so I, I i hesitate to say things like get back on track because i don't really believe in that like there is no on and off there is just life and it's it's not like I'm doing well, I'm doing bad. It's like it, I believe you're just you're like living and 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 continuing to find peace with both happy and sad and good and bad is you know learning to embrace the complexity that is your human experience. And mm-hmm. so I hate to say things like I was I was doing so well and now mm-hmm. I'm not. I mean but you know, it just it kind of feels that way today. I feel set back, and I I just feel a little. I think for me, it's a lot about like inspiration and motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I felt you really, and and I actually think that the past few days you've it's been so intentional. You've pushed through to create that space. It's not necessarily where you were naturally because it's just not, you know, it's not in line with what's going on in our lives, which is a lot of unknown and a lot of grief. And I think that you really just, you were like, I'm going to show up. And today is a day that's more representative of what's going on in our lives. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how are you showing up to this space? You know, I had some low days last week because we had the flu and we found out that our we didn't like quote unquote pass our IVF or our uh, ultrasound exam. So, you know, this would have been the week that we would have done our transfer because we did start taking the medications. And so it's odd because I had fully wrapped my head around it. It's not something that I could not wrap my head around, even though I knew that in a week's time, a lot could happen and change. But when we got that news that the ultrasound reflected that we were off with my cycle and it wasn't going to happen this time, it was kind of like all of the things that I had been strong for, all of the ways that I was showing up that I felt like were, you know, real, uh, real wins for me because of how difficult the past couple years have been with pregnancy and postpartum. I just was, I was really proud of myself for showing up for you um, during your mom's death, for showing up for your family, for showing up even with the flu. You know, I just was like, I'm strong. I'm strong. And it definitely cut me off at the knees and I needed some space, but I feel strong again. Good. To the degree that I can, I feel a little bit like I was telling a friend today, I, I was just like, okay, I need prayers and I definitely need some rest and some space because uh, what happened yesterday was that we got word that it is 
highly likely that our surrogate is going to be medically cleared, which is the first step towards seeing if they like doing the testing and doing the mock trial to see if they're going to be our like that's the path we're going to take. Right. So that's what I want to talk about today because we haven't had that conversation. So okay. I'm curious for you what that feels like because I know that hard left turns aren't that easy for you. They're also not that easy for me in different ways. Yeah, um, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with. Oh my gosh, mm. I want to stop the podcast right there and be like, okay, folks, we're that's it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> you know, okay, cool, great. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm fine with having the conversation right Got now. it. I thought you were saying I'm fine with okay. Yeah. I'm All fine right. with having the conversation. Got it. Okay. I so, mean, I, honestly, I don't like I think it's been interesting how to see throughout this kind of bigger process how uh, the differences in which we approach these things really shine to the surface. Like in my mind, the door for surrogacy was never closed. Like we were just waiting on it and we're just you know, walking through the doors that are presented to us and, and, and continuing to walk through them. Like it's, it's back, it's back quote unquote on the table. But for me, it was never really off the table. It was just like, we were waiting on that. Now we found out now there's a next step. We continue to walk those paths until we can't walk anymore. Right. So, and that's what we said to them. I was like, we're still open to surrogacy. If we hear back in the next, literally in the next week before my transfer, I said, we might, stop this process. And she said, you know, the PA said up until the day that you have your transfer, you are free to cancel it. And I was also open to that, but I just don't, I don't know how to explain any other way. And it's interesting to me that you don't feel this too, or as much as me is that I also still had to prepare my mind for the fact that it was more likely that I was going to carry this baby because yeah. we were a week away. Well, it's different for you because again, you are carrying you. But are, it's also t- the timing. Like, yeah, I mean, you were about to have a baby. Yeah, right. Being, right. It would have been happening like today or and yesterday. It would have. It's your baby too. Like you exactly. We would have started this process, meaning in nine and a half, ten months, you would have had yeah a baby. I mean, but there is like like I guess what I'm trying to point out is there is a physical difference. There's not and maybe um, there's a physical difference that also creates somewhat of an emotional difference uh, around this time. But and I hear you, but like what about a soul starting to make its way into this world isn't doesn't feel as connected to you. I'm not saying it's it's more or less. I'm just saying like there's a physical difference. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Like a soul making its way into the world. Your soul. My soul. Yeah, your half soul. Yeah, my half soul. But, you know, a child of ours making its way into the world is a big effing deal. hundred yeah. percent. So now we're like, uh, so here's where we're at to me. She still has to get an exam that when we tried to get it before it, it she was like, OK, it's going to be a while before I can get in to see my OB. And it's been a while since she's been to see an OB because she hasn't had the need to. So what that means to me is the chance for us to do this again is going to come up before yeah. she's done the steps that need to happen to see if she's a good candidate. So she will have gotten her medical. Well, we clear. thought that before and that yeah. wasn't hasn't been the case. Right. And it didn't work out that way. So, okay. So my question to you then is, are we going to try again with me while also, because I feel like at this point, I want to give it space for her to try. Okay. Because it's an option because they said she was most likely going to be cleared. Got it. Yeah. 
So that means so that's next a, month we're yeah. not going to do this. Not this month or next month. So we're kind of giving it like a two month pause to to see. Well, one a to one give that month. the space to keep that option open without the door closing before we would fully know if it's possible or not. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, this is my question to you: Are we going to push it back? Well, I how mean, do you feel about it? I, you you clearly have thought about it more, which is not a bad thing. But you you know you've you've thought about it more, and well, it hasn't even been twenty four hours since we got that message that she was probably going to get. I guess cleared. I guess your 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 voice right now and the way you're talking about it feels like you you have kind of like the way you just presented that felt like you've kind of made up your mind. No, it's fact. Okay. It, what I'm saying is the facts are. I'm going to have my next period before she has had her, maybe she has an exam in the next month, but before she's had the, the test to see. I yeah. Mean, I understand the timing. It just, it, I, I'm trying to say like it, it, it felt in that moment, like you, you were like, I want to wait no, and give that. that that's not what you. I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying if we wait, right. We, I, we have to push pause on me. Yep. I understand that. So real quick, I'm not yeah. putting you on the spot. We're having the conversation that we need to have live. That's it. Totally. I understand that. I mean, I, I guess, but the conversation is revolving around like where I'm at initially. So like I need to answer the question to have the conversation. I understand it's not like my final answer or anything or like I'm talking it out as we speak, but I need to start somewhere. So I'm okay with totally placing a pause on your transfer in order to fully know and have all the information before us whether we decide you're pregnant or a surrogate gets pregnant yeah i that's right that's my starting place right now like because it's still not the it's still not the um we're still leaving both those pathways open and you know we've had a lot of discussion about both of them and so that's where i'm at yeah i okay so here are here's my line of thinking when i heard that I had a wow moment, like, oh, wow. And the, it's, that is not in line with where I was before we started the medications. Before we started the medications, I was like, we're just walking this path because we have an outcome that we want, which is to have this baby, you know, kind of sooner than later, which is an interesting thing because I have just had so many not expectations, but kind of expectations of what I want. And I, you know, was feeling like ready for this baby sooner than later. I'm ready to, I am, I'm ready to meet this baby, Um, which is a, that's a scary thing to say because we are like, whoever carries it, there's just no guarantee. And so I feel like I was ready to move forward with me and I just can't even emphasize enough what that means to prepare myself for getting pregnant, being on all those meds. I mean, I have, I still have circle marks on my butt as to where the, where the progesterone and oil was supposed to go. Like we're still so in that process of like, this is where we were a couple of days ago. And mentally the idea that I was going to get pregnant, then have surgery to have this abdominal surclage, stay on the high risk team, be, you know, a high risk patient, all the things, sleeplessness, nausea. I mean, I've just been envisioning anything that could possibly come up, the planned cesarean, all of that. And now I'm being asked to go back because I just didn't think she was going to get medical clearance and it was taking a really long time. And I just didn't think it was going to work out with her. On the other hand, I'm trying to reclaim the feelings that we had when she first 
reminded me that she's been offering this and that she has no, she has not wavered once in it. And, yeah. and I was like, Oh, right. And when we first heard that, that conversation that we had at breakfast that one morning of like, wow, what a freaking miracle. And to the, to the few people that I had shared it with, they were just like, I can see this. I can see this. And being like, why would this not work out over a couple of like small, weird medical indicators that aren't actually really that, uh, that relevant to actual pregnancy. They're just really conservative when it comes to surrogacy because of the, because of what it means for the family. And so, well, for all parties involved. So, you know, I just felt like I had let go of the, I I thought we're still walking this path, but I just didn't think it was going to be the case. And at the same time, somehow I knew that that ultrasound was going to be i knew yeah we that's what we were saying when we we were driving there yeah Mm -hmm. i think taking that into account and knowing that there has been some synchronicity around this possibility for surrogacy knowing that there have seemed to be blocks along the way in terms of you receiving the transfer and you getting pregnant and with the decision in front of us of saying, we just wait another extra month or two or whatever the time period, but we wait for some, not in the grand scheme of things, not that long, a couple months uh, max to be able to, to be able to receive clarity around surrogacy, then that, that to me is an easy door to walk through. Okay. That's what I'm struggling with. And Thank you, Neo. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. I have, you know... Why is that a struggle for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you because I've had a lot of like messages around be patient don't don't rush it and I wasn't feeling like I was rushing it because I just felt like and I talked to Ardula about it and again she said the same thing of like you're just walking towards the outcome you want and you're just walking right and you're open to things changing because you know the prayer that I've prayed is bless it or block it and you know that was a temporary block or pause and I just feel like um, I didn't feel rushed. I felt steady in my body. I was like, I'm just going to take this medication just for today. And so we've talked also about family planning and it's like, you know, the amount of time between babies, the, our age, things like that. Like, I guess I was also, I don't know, a couple months now feels like a long time, which then brings me back to patience. But that's interesting that you say waiting a couple of months because, I have been ready for many months 
to move forward, which like initially it was like, maybe we'd have a baby by next May. Maybe we'd have a baby by the summer. Maybe we'd have a baby by the fall. Now we're into the winter, maybe even into 2024. So a baby in 2021 and 2024 is a three year difference. Um, I know you can do math, but I think that it's just more than I thought or expected. Like, I don't know, like having an infant in 2024, maybe that's a good time. Maybe we'll be really. When I think about that timing question, I think about our experience with Neo. And I think about how we played that game of this and that and this and that for years you know, wanting to get pregnant and then not. And then, you know, even with the possibility of IVF, I mean, we started our IVF process with a completely different clinic. And then there were complications with that. And, you know, when we started that process, we thought it was going to happen at a certain time. And it was probably like almost a year later or something crazy like that, maybe six months. No, it was a year. A year later until we actually got the transfer. And so, you know, Mm. I... I think like this, this is not a new experience that at least I feel like I'm having. Right. But it is different in that, like I could just move forward and I had wrapped my head around it and I was okay with it. Well, but I don't think that we're, I mean, do, but I don't want to be pregnant next late next year. Like if I'm going to do it, I didn't want to do I, if at the end of the day in three months we find out that it's so waiting me, what does waiting bring like what does waiting a couple months bring up that's for what you? I'm telling it's you like right that now. anxiety no or? no 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 um it's that's what I'm just said is that if it's gonna be me I'm ready to move forward I'm not I'm not like I don't feel like waiting to do this I don't want to wait for me and so and so, you know, like, okay, let's say in April of next year, we find out because, you know, we've got to do she's got to f- finalize the medical clearance, which means she has to get an appointment that's difficult to get. Then we have to do our psychological evaluations and draw up the contracts, which I actually think we were far enough ahead in that, that like, I do think those things could happen within about a month, a month and a half. Um, and so maybe I'm just like, maybe it's not going to be that long. Maybe it's February that we find out it, whether or not she can do it. And then at that point, March, we're we're doing it. and Or I start again in March and in April, we're doing it. So maybe it's not that long, but it feels like a long time. It feels like, and then, yeah. to, you know, for me to think about getting pregnant now felt good. And when, L- when Long we days, did, short years, yeah. When we didn't, I was like... Uh, oh, okay. And it made me feel insecure. Like, am I not supposed to be doing this? Well, what if Caitlin doesn't get approved? And then I'm the one left to do it. And then it's next year. And I don't know. I think you're right. What I'll say is that this conversation is making me feel better about the waiting. And it makes me excited to go back because at the end of the day, even if she gets approved, even if it looks like her body can do it, we still can choose for me to do it. That's what I'm saying. And that, that, that brings me peace around waiting because we're not waiting on all of the we're not necessarily waiting on to have her like for all the questions to be answered or for uh, we're, we're waiting on the medical clearance and we're waiting on clarity for that and we're just pausing and breathing so that we have that mm-hmm. and from there you know we can we can make a decision and I think when that happens we will also have a better understanding of 
then if she gets medically cleared, how long would it be? And we can have mm-hmm. those conversations. And then we can say, oh, she couldn't actually have a transfer realistically for another six months. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really like, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't feel good for you. Mm-hmm. We're just going to jump right into, mm-hmm. you know, um, you having the transfer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say mm-hmm. one side note um, with this. The age difference in the kids doesn't bother me at all. I don't need them to be like super close together. So it bothers me a little bit. And it is also about our age and also about wanting to move. And this this is a something that I think a lot of people might react negatively to in hearing me say it, which is wanting to move through the infant phase. <laughs> it's just... Or I think about it this way. If I'm not in a state of deep recovery, I imagine that the infant phase will feel very different. Well, I know it will, right? Like I won't be breastfeeding, which was a struggle for us. And I won't. And I wouldn't be recovering from surgery or a birth. um, But in this case, surgery. And then so maybe the infant phase would only be the sleeplessness, which is different factors, you know? I don't know. It makes me excited again. Like, this conversation is making me excited again. I, I The age difference... Making you excited for surrogacy. Yeah, for sure. The difference in... the all For all the reasons we were initially excited. And the difference is what... The, in the age is that, you know, I don't know. I just see Neo being, like, three years old and kind of beating up on this little end. He's real. He's going to be he's going to be a big toddler. <laughs> I feel it like I still have well, a I mean, little bit of control yeah. in the sense of like when I'm holding him and he wants to get down and he's thrashing around and I'm like, he's not at the point where he's hitting me. He'll yet. also be older where he can kind of take care of himself a little bit more. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's pros and cons to everything. And I, I guess I, I feel like I want to ask you like. But like think when he's 14 and the other are, one's 11, it's just like those are very different ages. Well, and they are and they aren't, you know, they are and they aren't. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, it is different ages, but they will always be brothers. And, you know, my your two nieces are that are level they? apart and they have a great time. And the and they're yeah. they're my, my nephew. Totally. He's also that far apart. Yeah, totally. Um, but but you see it now. You see it now because our, the oldest niece is more withdrawn in her pre preteen ish. You know, yeah. in her preteen, she's more yeah. withdrawn. She's not as. But like, but like, but they're th- all good. They're all good, yeah. and and they're just and and I guess here's my question for you. Yeah. And your sister was our age when she had the last baby. Right, and and so my question for you is: these are inevitable hurdles and like where does where does like god play into it for you mm-hmm. like where does divine timing play into it this for is you, this you know is... and hold on let me yeah, let me yeah, just yeah, get it out yeah. um like i know that you trust in that i know that you believe in that but there is got there's got to be at some point some sort of release of all these questions because knowing that like that those those answers of how the how the kids will interact um you know ages i mean like in the grand scheme we're talking about these things so where is that released to god okay i just want to say one more kind of controlled thing it's just like uh, family planning is okay totally hold on hold on hold on family planning is okay to want to say at 40 i don't want to be caring for an infant i'm ready to care for that infant today 
and move through that process. Now I say that not knowing what it's like, not knowing what it's like to have a toddler who still can't talk and tell us what they need and have an infant. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm watching some friends do that and they were like, don't do it. But, but then they are, you know, but then, yeah, yeah. All all I want to say is I hear that. I think it's just, and I always get back to that place. That's where I've been living and I've enjoyed that place. I felt very much surrendered to the process. And then the reality was, is I was going to be pregnant tomorrow. And that's just a little but bit. That's difficult. not the reality right now. Well, the, the reality is that we were on track to do that. That's right. And, and like, I think that there's just like, I would just like a little bit of acknowledgement around the fact that I, that it takes a minute to come back to that place of like, it's not just like, oh, okay, cool. God intervened and that's it. And we're, we're moving. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Like it, those are, these are not small things that, right. and, and, you know, we documented on the podcast, the difficulty of thinking we might be pregnant and finding out we weren't. And both of us just like the grief and especially me, and that's what's happening. And it's interesting because I texted our, you know, I texted our surrogate and I said, are you still available? I said, I did not pass the ultrasound. Are you still available to do this? She didn't text back. And today and yesterday for a week and yesterday. And so I was like, Oh, okay. And I didn't text her again. I did not bug her about it. And yesterday I said, wow, we just got news that you will most likely be approved. And I said, I wasn't expecting that. And I don't know how I feel about that. And I don't know if we're going to move forward, but I'm curious if you saw my question, are you still available? And so she Marco Polo'd me and was like, the reason I didn't answer is because it's more complicated than that. And I haven't told you this yet. I was like, you know, kind of bracing myself really, because that would have been interesting that she actually got the approval and then wasn't, was like done being ready. But she said, she was like, I've never wavered in this. It feels like a calling. The answer continues to be yes. Never once have I wavered, including now, which was like, oh my gosh, I just find that to be so amazing. She's like, it's just, it is what it has always been, which is it's a calling period. So I don't really have a lot of say in it because I feel called. And she said to me, and I don't know how to proceed with my life, meaning I just scheduled a tattoo, right? Which is, she's like, and I can reschedule that. She's like, but I also just scheduled a family vacation to Disneyland, which I don't, which can't be rescheduled and I don't want to reschedule. And she's like, so what does that mean? Like, how do I know how to move forward? And I could hear the same conversations that you and I had because there were many times when we were trying to get pregnant that we were like, well, we don't want this, the baby to come then, or we're about to go on vacation. So we should not try this month. You know, like when we went to Montenegro for a month, we were like, well, we don't want to be pregnant there. You know, we want to be able to like eat and drink food and, or eat food and drink and do all the things and vacation and not be nauseous and not be on a plane and blah, 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 blah. So that's what she's experiencing. The roller coaster of unknowns around pregnancy. Yeah. I hear that. So I told her, I said, no, you live your life and we work around it. Like you're going to Disneyland. And I said, if yeah. there's a, if there's like a really strong need for something, I said, maybe you reschedule a tattoo. Yeah, and, I, but- and, I, and, I, and I hear that. Let me first just say and acknowledge like the, the the difficulty in that and the the struggle that you are going through in this process of this kind of like being certain about one direction 
and then having to kind of transition to, you know, being open to another. And that is very challenging. And I, I admire the way that you have been able to navigate that. And so, you know, I just I just want to say that I think one of the first things that we said when we were starting this process and really came up strongly for me, which has been a constant throughout is we are making the best decisions that we can with the information that we have. And so like when I think about this kind of like planning things, I think that like the decision on when a transfer happens, whether that be in you or whether that be in the surrogate, that's a decision that we can make once we know which pathway is right for us. And like, I, you know, like those those decisions are at a point where if we decide it's going to be you, and that's what I just said earlier, like if we get under clarity on the surrogate and then we say, well, but that surrogate transfer can't happen for another six months, right. maybe then. But but that's also saying that we're open to that transfer not happening for another six months. And then we make the decision based on the information that we have at that time. Is having a surrogate worth it? worth waiting that six months and not having you have to go through that postpartum period you know maybe so or do we want to do that and that's that's where we're at but like um yeah but I do appreciate the yeah yeah I feel like you're trying to convince me to be okay and I just need you to understand that I am okay yeah and I'm not I don't need you to school me I just genuinely feel okay it's just like I just need space babe to have these conversations without you jumping into like it's gonna be fine we're gonna figure it out it's all the things you know like it's too it's a little too mechanical for me I think that it's been one week it was the transfer was going to happen today, basically. And on this day, I find myself having a moment of pause of like, am I willing to move forward? Now, the things you shared around not being that concerned about the timing, about we aren't actually making a decision around surrogacy. You feel you helped me feel okay with me getting pregnant next year, not right now. Um, but like not even like January, like next year into next year, you made me feel okay with that. So I appreciate all of that. I just need space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I hear that and I appreciate you providing that feedback. I mean, I, you know, yeah, mine, sometimes I'll get a little bit too, you know, logical with it and not allow for the kind of emotion of the, of the experience to fully express itself. Mm Mm-hmm. So I apologize for that. Yeah. And and again, your logic has provided me a lot of calm. I just, it's just, it got a little preachy there for a minute. So, Heard. Yeah. So that's essentially where we're, I mean, that's the podcast, right? Like that's all that we need to that's say. That's all today. folks. That's the podcast. It, and it ended with, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And the podcast. It being, we don't know. Just yeah. I'm fine with it. And I was just like, wow, he is casual. And I'm, I am in all, I'm like, what am I doing over here? Journaling about it, thinking about it, praying about it, talking about it. Nears fine with it. Which is, is essentially that? what it came down to. No, I think that it's different because it's my fucking body. That's what I was saying earlier no, with but, the physical difference. But I wasn't done with my sentence. Okay, sorry. And you have 
you have you have had fewer expectations and you had now you reminded me of that perspective so I now have it too but like you had that perspective of like remember how many times we tried to plan this and how many times that did not work out and I think that when we started IVF I felt like we had more control and because as soon as we decided in May of 2020, we had the retrieval in June of 2020, we had the transfer in July of 2020, and we got pregnant, right? Like we had the luxury and luck of it all working out. Like we made a decision and two months later we were pregnant. So I felt like IVF was more control. And to go in this time and realize that we were off with our cycle, I was like, oh no, this is still a version of infertility that I didn't anticipate I thought Mm -hmm. even though I knew that it wasn't going to work out I thought well it's got to work out it's just medicine and science and here we are in the mystery yep again yeah you know I mean that's that's the mystery like yeah yeah I I have appreciated being I have you know pulled a lot of cards and gotten a lot of messages around be ready for change don't be too like keep doing your research don't be too stuck be open, all that stuff. Are we going to continue to have unprotected sex? Meanwhile, like option, super secret option C. Um, hadn't thought about that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I feel, I feel like a little like nervous about that. I just, I just, I just want to like two weeks ago, you were like, let's have four kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am not going to get beat, find out I'm pregnant and also ask the surrogate to be pregnant. At the same time, yeah. I've thought about it. That's an interesting set of twins. Well, I've thought right. I know. I've. I, I'm sure it's been done. I thought about it because of the fact that, like, we still d- wouldn't know what to do with that embryo. So I don't want to be pregnant right now. I want to wait. Yeah. I want to okay. find out. So somehow we've got to try to not get pregnant. But I swear to you, if we do, that uh, uh, there goes God again. Yeah, I like, was about to say. <laughs> About to say, I, I just don't want to say. I swear have, to God, just if we do, yeah. Just, just when you think you know you have some semblance of control, none, none, yeah, none, no, none, yeah, control, none, yeah, control. <laughs> okay, all right, bye, bye, love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.